Genesis chapter number 12, was called out to go to a place that God had told him. He was called out and began a walk of faith. At the age of 75, Abraham began his walk of faith with the Lord. Many of you have began a walk of faith. Some of it is a week old. Some of it is a month old. Some of you here have been walking with God for about a year. Some of you have been walking with God for several, several, several years. But it has been a journey of faith. It has been a journey of ups and downs. It's been a journey of God preparing you for what God has prepared for you. Are you all with me? It is a journey of God preparing you for what God has prepared for you. And here in this particular story, we find Abraham about 115, estimated about 115. Isaac, his promised seed, uh, he is about 15 to 17 years old. And we're going to learn something that we all need to get. How many of you want God to bless you? And the rest of your line. Everybody wants God's blessing. Everybody, including me, I want the hand of God on my life. I want the best that God has for me. I don't want no shortcuts. I don't want no hand-me-downs. I don't want no leftovers. I want the whole enchilada. Say amen. I want God to bless me. But the question we have to ask ourselves this morning, and I want you to ask during this message, the question is, it's not does God want to bless me? Because I can take you to verse upon verse upon verse upon verse where God said he wants to bless you. That is not the question. That is not even in the equation. The question is, am I blessable? Am I blessable? I know God wants to bless me, but am I blessable? That's what we're going to find out with Abraham here in this chapter. Are y'all ready? Say amen. Genesis 22. And by the way, I'm, I'm serious when I say pray for energy. I want you to pray for me because I, I, I used up a lot in that first service and I don't want nobody to get shafted. I want everybody to get the best of me, okay? I, I'm, and I don't mean that. I just I want to be able to give God my all in every one of these services. Uh, so if you will pray for me, that will be a, I would really, really appreciate it. Amen. Genesis 22.1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abram. Now listen, remember, God does not tempt any man with sin. He cannot be tempted. So this is not the word as far as tempting him in temptation to do evil or to do wrong. The word means to test, to test the condition of, to test the metal of, to test the quality of. God is testing Abraham. And he said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went into the place which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and, what's that word? Worship. We're going to worship. And we're going to come again to you. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Please help me, Jesus. Please help me, Holy Ghost. Please help me, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that you'll please anoint me today with the unction from glory. I really believe I have the word. I just need the power to deliver it. I pray that you'll touch every ear that they may comprehend and understand every word that I say. 
Use us, Lord. Use your word to help us become blessable today. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we all pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated uh, here this morning. Isn't the Lord good today? Uh, we find this story, and this is what I want to do. This is my, 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 my purpose in this message today. Uh, uh, we are in faith and action. We are raising money. We are raising money to build a building. We, we, we have to have a building. We're out of room. We're out of space. And, and, and God has given us a project. God has given us a goal. God has given us something that he wants us to do. So with that being said, I want to take this story and explain to you a couple things uh, with the life of Abraham and how it relates to every Christian today. And more specifically, how it completely relates to Temple Baptist Church in 2013. So if you will follow me, write this down. Number one, I want you to see in this chapter, we're going to see three simple things, and, and we'll talk about them a little bit today. Number one, I want you to see the request. I want you to see the request. Abraham has been walking with God for 25, or actually about, at this point, for almost 40 years, he's been walking with God, he has been talking with God, he's had a relationship with God, and these years have not been easy years. These years have been some happy years, and they've been some sad years, but they have been walking a walk of faith. And in this story, I want you to see this, the request, two things about the request, the intent and the extent of the request. Number one, the intent. Why did God do what he was doing? The purpose of the request, the purpose of him asking this great thing was to test Abraham. The word used here is temple. We know in the, in the Hebrew context it says to test. He wanted to test him out because here God has promised him a great blessing. God has promised him a posterity. God has promised him a heritage. He said, I'm going to make your seed as the sands of the sea, as the stars of the sky, and I want to test you. Now, what is the big deal? You've got to understand, from the time that Abraham left his father, in, in, in Genesis chapter 12 at the age of 75 until the time he is here in 115 years old, God has been constantly testing his child. Test after test after test. What test? Well, we see the family test. The family test when he had to leave his father's household and kindred and go to the land that God has showed him. Then the famine test. And by the way, he passed that. He obeyed God. He did what God told him to do. Then the famine test. When he got to the place that God had told him to go, there arose a famine. There arose a difficulty. He became in need, and he left and went to Egypt, which is a type of the world, and he failed the test. He failed the test. He passed the family test. He failed the famine test. Then the fellowship test which he passed when he gave Lot the first choice of the pasture land when the land that they were on couldn't support both of the flocks. You remember? He said, Lot, this ain't going to work. We're going to have to split up. This, this, this dog ain't going to hunt right here. You got to go one way. I got to go the other way. And he let Lot take the first pick. He picked the well-watered plains of Jordan, and Abraham took the other. He passed that test. Then the fight test. Y'all remember when Lot was taken captive and uh, he had to come and rescue Lot? He had to come against all of those kings and God gave him victory. God let him conquer. He passed the fight test. Then the fortune test when he refused the riches of Sodom but accepted the blessings of Melchizedek. He said he would not allow man to say he has made Abraham rich. He would not accept it from man but he would accept it from God. He passed that test. Then the fatherhood test. 
the fatherhood test, which he failed when he fathered a child by Sarah's handmaid, Hagar. He didn't trust God. He didn't believe God. He said, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to do it. I'm going to help God. I'm going to help God with my situation. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you try to help God, you're making a mistake. Because God don't need help bringing his promise to pass. And he failed that test. He was tired of waiting. He got impatient on the Lord, and he failed that test. But then he passed the farewell test when he sent, in chapter 21, he sent Ishmael away and separated him from Isaac, the chosen seed. Now, preacher, what is the point? This right here thrills me to death. To see a patriarch, Abraham, he has faced many trials and tribulations in his life. He's faced many tests in his life, and some of them he passed, and some of them he failed. You say, why does that encourage you? Because I've faced many tests in my life, and some of them I've passed, and some of them I've failed. And I'm glad to know that when I've taken a test and I've failed it, God didn't give up on me. God didn't throw me out. He didn't kick me out of his kingdom. He just said, son, get up, dust your feet off, dust your pants off, take the test again. I'm glad to know we've got a God who will forgive us when we need it. He'll strengthen us when we need it, and he'll put us back on the path going the right way. Test after test after test. You see, you got to understand, your whole Christian walk is about faith. When, when Abraham was up on the mountain, it was about faith. When he was down in the valley, it was about faith. When he was up, it was about faith. When he was down, when he was fighting, when he was in peace, every area of his life was God preparing him for what God had prepared for him. Some of you today are wondering why you're going through what you're going through. Why you're up on the mountain one day and you're down in the valley the next. Why you're facing difficulty this hour and facing triumph the next. Why you're going through this and why you're going through that. Because I'm telling you today that when you, you fell in love with Jesus and you begin to follow him and you started your faith journey, God began to work in you. God began to work to get you blessable where God could give you what he wants to give you. We're not all there yet but thank God we're all on the way. Amen. It was a test. It was a test of faith. Now watch this. This is, this is what you got to get. All of these chapters, there's one after another. And I mean, you can write them all down and go through them, and it's cool. But this is the big kahuna. This is the final one. This is the last one. And the intent of the request was to test him. The extent of the request, it was very, very costly. He said, Abraham, I want you to take your son. Now you remember he sent Ishmael away in 21, in chapter 21. So all he has left, all he has left is Isaac. And God says, I want you to take your son, your only son, Watch this. Whom thou lovest. And I want you to give him back. I gave him to you. But now I want you to give him back. I don't know if you understand what a sacrifice entails, but it entails laying the victim or the offering upon an altar and slitting their throat and letting them bleed out upon the altar. And God says, I want you to take the most precious thing to you in all of the world. Nothing was more important to Abraham. Nothing was as loved. 
nothing was as precious as that young man Isaac, the apple of his eye. And God said, I want him back. What a request. What a major, major deal. Number two, we not only see the request, but we see the response. The Bible says early in the morning, the very next verse, early in the morning, Abraham got everything together, gathered everything he, he had together that, that he needed to accomplish the request of the Lord, and he left out. What's the point of the response? I want you to see two things in the response. First, it was without delay. It was without delay. How many of y'all have kids uh, still at home? Uh, how many y'all? How many just got kids? How many got kids? You ain't ashamed to say it. Come on, raise your hand real high. Right, real high. Now, I'm not sure how you run your household or how whatever uh but when i was growing up and i received a commandment from my father it was not a suggestion it was not something that i could think about and decide do i want to do this or not did anybody grow up like that i mean when they said jump you didn't you just said how high i mean how what what do you need me to do? It was not. It was now. And when he told you something, he meant for you to do it right then. Are y'all with me? And I don't know. I don't know if I inherited that or whether that just passed down upon me. But uh, when I give my child something to do that I'm asking them to do that I need them to do for me, and they sit there and look at their iPhone, or they sit there on the laptop, and they just hang out, and they don't do what I tell them to do, I don't know about y'all, but that is very irritating to me. And, 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 and I don't know about y'all, but when I was growing up, and I received a command, and I didn't do it immediately and promptly, it was not a real happy time around the Carter household after that. Are y'all with me? Do you realize? Do you realize that delayed obedience is disobedience? Without delay, he did what he was told to do. Now, there's something about this that we need to understand. Sometimes, sometimes when God gives you a big deal, you know that thing he tells you to do that scares you to death? Y'all with me? Is anybody, y'all, is this on? Can y'all hear me? That thing that, that just scares you to death, that request, maybe it's to give something or to do something, stand in front of somebody and testify or to go witness the gospel or something that God asks you to do. And it just, do you realize the faster you do it, the easier it is on you? Because the more you contemplate it and the more you dwell on it, the harder it is to do what God's told you to do. It's kind of like when you're at the end of the diving board. Best thing to do is not go over and look at it and see, I wonder what this is going to be like. Best thing to do, don't even look. Just run to the end and run off that baby. I'm finding this out. The more I contemplate and think about what God's commanded me to do, the harder it is for me to do it. God doesn't want you to think. God doesn't want you to contemplate. God wants you to trust Him. 
And how, how did Abraham get to the point he could do that? That's the, that's the thing I want you to get. I want to be blessable. And I need all of y'all to be blessable because you need blessings in your life. But the way to get to that point where in chapter 22, he could be blessable and he could obey without question, without hesitation, without delay. He just did what God, no matter how big the request was, he had enough faith and confidence. He did it without delay. It was those 10 chapters of trials and tribulations that all of us hate to go through. It's battles he had to fight. It's famines he had to endure. It's squab family squabbles that he had to settle. All of these things in our life that we wish we didn't have. Now trust me, I love me. I like me. I don't want to injure me. I like me. Say amen. That's why there'll never be a tattoo on my body unless Tammy does it in the sleep. Say amen. It's not going to happen. You're not going to come at me with needles unless it's got antibiotics behind it. Are y'all with me? And I don't even like it then. I, I, I don't like confrontation. I don't like difficulty. I like when everybody's happy. I like when everything's going right. I like when everybody's well. I don't like it when there's scary times. I don't like it when it's difficult. I don't like when there's battles to face. But guess what? That is part of the trip, and it's part of what will help you get to where you need to be. Don't cheese out on God. Don't give up on God because it's all of them battles that's going to get you to the place where you're blessable. And here in this point, in this situation, the, the response from Abraham, it was without delay and it was without doubt. This is important, people. It was without doubt. He had grown so much in his relationship with God. He had gone so far with his relationship with God that he was able to stand up as soon as he heard the request, as soon as he heard the big deal, as soon as he asked God. And basically, when he asked for Isaac, he was basically asking Abraham for everything because Isaac was his everything. And he had so much faith, he had so much confidence, and so much belief, he got up right away and he struck out to do what God called him to do. But this is what I want you to see. There's two verses in this chapter that's very, very revealing to me. The Bible says when they got to the place, when they got to the place where, where, where God has showed them and he looks up and sees the place, he tells those servants, he said, boys, y'all need to stay right here because me and the lad, we're going up there to worship and we're going to come back again. He knew that he, now, now to get this, he knew he was going to kill Isaac. He knew he was going to sacrifice Isaac, but he had enough faith in God that if God gave him to him one time, God can give him to him the second time. If God can bring life and strength into his body when he was old to bring him forth the first time, God can bring him back alive. In Hebrews chapter number 11, he said he believed that God could bring him back from the dead and he had all the faith in the world and all the confidence that if I go up this mountain and I sacrifice my son, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know all about the situation, but I know I'm not coming back here alone somebody say amen he had faith he had belief he had confidence that God was able to do what needed to be done and I love this part too when they struck out 
when they struck out right after that verse. We see, we see Abraham and Isaac, and they're going, now Isaac's done 15, 17 years old, so he's done seen sacrifices before. He done been to church before. He knows what's up and what's going to happen and what needs. And he said, now, now, Pops, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I, 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 I see the knife and I see the fire and I see the wood, but ain't we missing something? And I love Abraham's response. God will provide. God will provide. He didn't know how. He didn't know when. He didn't know exactly how it was going to be. But he knew God was going to do something. God will provide himself a lamb. No doubt whatsoever. Number three, I want you to see the reward. The reward, y'all know the story. I'm preaching to the choir. If you've been in church any time, y'all know what happened. They get up to the place. Abraham builds the altar. He takes Isaac, his son, and ties him up and lays him on the altar. And he raises his hand to take his life. He raises that knife to plunge it down into Isaac. And God says, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Matter of fact, two times, we'll talk about both of them. Wait a minute. Watch what he says. He says, and the angel of the Lord, verse 11, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now watch. In verse number 8, he says, God will provide. Here's the truth I want you to get out of this. The reward was this. There was provision given. Say that with me. There was. Say it with me. There was. Now watch this. We're building a building. We're building a building. God's going to command you to give something. God's going to command you to sacrifice. God's going to ask a big deal from you. Now watch this. Anything he asks for, he will provide. He asks for a sacrifice and he provided. God will never ask something from you that he won't provide to you. Why is that such a big deal? Because I don't have nothing. I'm not rich. I'm not loaded. Matter of fact, I got a broke down vehicle in the backyard right behind the church. Amen. I don't have it. But I know God wants me to give something. And I know this, if God wants me to give something, he's going to provide for me to give it where it's him doing it and not me. Say amen. But that's not all. That's not all. The big part. And this is what you got to get, people. Please get this right here. The angel speaks up again. The angel speaks up again. He says, Abraham, second time. We not only see a provision that's given, but I want you to see this. There is a promise that's granted. A promise that's granted. Watch what he says. The angel says the second time, verse 15. The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, 
For because, now here's, you got to get this, you got to get this. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, singular, one. Say one with me. Say it with me. One. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. So now we hear about one. Now we're hearing about a multitude. Y'all with me? I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now this is the message. This is it right here. Pay attention. Look at me. Look at me because there's nothing else to write down. So look at me. Don't shut your pens or notes or nothing. Just look at me right here. If he did not give up the one, God couldn't give him the multitude. Even though God wanted to give the multitude, even though God purposed to give the multitude, even though it was in God's divine plan to give the multitude. You see, for 40 years, God was working on Abraham with every test, every trial to get him to the point in his life where he was blessable. Where he could do what he wanted to do all the time. In the beginning, God promised the nation of Israel, I'm going to bring you to a land of milk and honey. When he called them out of Egypt, I'm going to take you to a land of milk and honey, a land of blessings, a land that's over abounding with glory and blessing. But the only problem was, the Bible says in the book of Psalms that they limited the Holy One of Israel by their unbelief. And the word limited means to draw a line in the sand. What's the point? Are you blessable today? What is your Isaac? What is God asking for in your life that you're not willing to give up and you're not willing to surrender because you don't believe God enough that God will give it back? Because until you get to that place, you're not blessable. Say, prove it, you're just trying. No, I'm not manipulating anything. It's right out of the text. God said in verse chapter 12, I want to bless you. I want to multiply you. I want to, I want to do great things for you. But in chapter 22, he said, now I can. Because you have not withheld anything from me. If there, Ladies and gentlemen, if there is anything on this planet that's more important to you than the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not blessable. Do you remember what we said in the very beginning of this project, in the very beginning of this series? That God blessed Peter with all those fish, and that, that boat was slammed full of fish. 
And it wasn't about God bless because we all we all when we go into these type series, we think it's for the blessing. God wants to do this so we can be have abundance and, and all this stuff. No. The whole purpose of this is not so you can have a bigger car or a bigger house or all this. That's, now, God wants to bless you. But the whole purpose of this is that we could get to the point where he is first. And Peter got to the point where he didn't care about the fish and he didn't care about the boat. All he wanted was Jesus. What's your Isaac? So I thought that had something to do with us here Temple Baptist Church, watch this. When God showed me this, I almost had a fit right there in my office. I did have to move around. Let me just say that right now. And do you know how hard it is when God reveals something and you've got to wait overnight to tell somebody? In 2011, God blew up our church. People come from all over the place. People were getting saved like crazy. This place filled up like crazy. And God says, this is the year of multiplication. And our church didn't add, it multiplied. I can show you the charts. I got it in black and white. It just exploded. Then in the beginning of 2012, I can take you back to every message I preached and what God spoke to me about our church. This is the year of maturity or developing and tests and trials. We, we, there were so many families in our church that went through so many difficult things you can't even imagine. Tragic car accidents, terrible family issues, things that just tested our faith. And it was all a process of maturity. And then the beginning of 2013, God spoke to my heart. And he said, son, this is the year of miracles. 2011 was the year of multiplication. 2012 was the year of maturity. Because you can't get miracles without maturity. I can't bless you till you're blessable. And God has taken us all through a faith journey that's unimaginable so that this year God can bring the miracles. But this is where we're at. We're in chapter 22. Now, God is asking for your Isaac. What is your Isaac? This Saturday at 6 o'clock, we have a banquet. And that banquet is so we can commit to God what we're going to give in our offering to, to, to see this building done and see this building built and see this property for the glory of God. We're going to commit to what we're going to give, and God's going to ask for an Isaac. Now, the question is, are you going to care even enough to show up are, have, you, have you progressed enough in your faith walk that you can release your Isaac to him and believe that he can give it back to you plus the multitude? Because you see, God did not just give him back Isaac. He gave him the multitude. Now, what are you going to do? Do you want to be blessable? You see, I, I was thinking, this is what thrilled me so much, and I, 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 I almost exploded in my office. This is not about the building. This is not about the money that we need for the building. This is, the building is just a tool for God to deal with us to see if we're going to believe Him. 
It's about faith. Are we going to trust him and believe in him? And all God's people said, Father, I want to be blessable. I want to have that kind of faith. I want to have the without delay faith. I want to have the without doubt faith. I want to believe you for everything that you have for me. Everything you've planned for me. But God, i got to pass the test. i got to be willing to surrender my Isaac. i got to be willing to put you first in priority in my life. And I pray to God that I'm there. I want to be there. I hope that I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that that's where I am in my walk with you. God, every Christian in this room needs to be there. They need to be at that place where they can totally, totally sell out and trust you with everything. Even the most precious, important thing to them in their life, their Isaac. God, I pray that you'll move today. I want to take just a moment as every head's bowed and every eye closed to ask every single person that will, every church member, every regular attender, I want you to come to God tonight, right now, and say, God, what is my Isaac? I want to lay down my Isaac at this altar. God, tell me. I want to be blessable. I want to receive the blessing. I want everything. I want the multitude. I want the blessings. I want everything that you have for me. But come and ask him, say, God, what do I need to give to you? What, what is my Isaac? Find a place in this altar and let's just ask God. Let's come to this altar and say, God, speak to me. Make me blessable. Help me to be blessable. I know you want to. I know you desire. I know it's in your plan. I know it's in your purpose. But help me to be blessable so I can have the best that you have to offer. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Oh, God, help us right now. God, you are, you are talking to hearts right now. They are hearing it. You're speaking it right now. You're speaking in their hearts. You're speaking in their mind. They're knowing what their, their Isaac is. And it's a scary thought. God, it's a thought that's bringing, bringing a, a, a place in their heart where they're going to have to exercise great faith. They're going to have to exercise great confidence and trust in you. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move in an awesome way. I pray that you'll touch the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, that we can exercise all the faith that we can muster in our spirit and trust you that you are God and there is no other. God, I pray that you'll make us all blessable this morning. God, we'll thank you for it. We'll praise you for it. We'll give you glory and praise and honor for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. You sing something. Stand to your feet as we sing. Trust him this morning. Give him your all. Sell out to Jesus this morning. Come on.
there's four sing on now. I love this part everybody sing so I, I must tell Jesus I part of Temple Baptist Church. Come on, praise him right there. Amen. 
All that family's normal except William. He's crazy as a bed bug. Amen. He, we'll take him to get the rest of them. Amen. Is that right? All right. How many of y'all are glad Don and Sherry Pope are here wanting to be a part of Temple Baptist Church and join up? Come on. Give him praise right there. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? All right. Well, let's trust God now as we give our tithes and our offerings. If you're here for the first time, you're not obligated to this. We do this to be a blessing to you. Amen. So let's pray and ask God to tell us what to give today. Lord, speak to our hearts. Lord, we want to offer to you our Isaac. God, we want you to be first place, number one in our life. And God, we pray that you'll help us as we give from our hearts spiritually, scripturally, cheerfully. I pray that your will be done. And God, we'll thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We could lift a million hands. We could sing a million songs. And not even start to praise all you are. We could join a thousand lands. Be singing in a thousand tongues And not even start to praise all you are But all that I have, Lord, I give from my heart And all that I am worships all Praise all you are, and we could live for endless days and forever sing your praise, but not even start to praise all you are. But all that I have, Lord, I
Christine saved. Amen. 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 All right. Christine, by the power of this in me, by Temple Baptist Church, I baptize you, my little sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I need y'all to be praying about, praying about this Saturday. What time Saturday? Banquet Saturday at? Five 